Welcome back to the nationally syndicated Price of Business show. I'm your host, Kevin Price, talking to you about you and your business. And really, our topic today has uh, touches a lot of, I think, points of interest to anyone who is interested in business, but also interested in about our country and how we take care of veterans and, and uh, issues pertaining today to that. Uh, we have a veteran who's joining us today, Kate Monroe, who is uh, – Really been a very successful entrepreneur, uh, very multi-interested, I could say, Kate, uh, by looking at your background. You may be a little ADHD like I am. I don't know. Uh, you like to do a lot of different things and wear a lot of different hats, but you have a phenomenal story. And before we get started, why don't you take a minute uh, to tell us a little bit about that? Yeah, just about my story. You know, I grew up in Northern California, a little bitty town. Uh, great parents went off to college at Christian College, didn't really know what I wanted to be. Ended up going into the Marine Corps, which um, was very difficult, um, not just because I uh, was a woman. It was 6% of the entire Marine Corps' women, so it's, it's difficult. But I, you know, in the Marine Corps was assaulted. I smashed my nose and eye socket, lacerated my face, crushed my elbow, broke my right ankle, and ended up being a 100% disabled uh, veteran. And Ooh. after the Marine Corps, I just kind of went on and, you know, went into entrepreneurial efforts or sales, speaking, mo motivation in many different industries. I've been in the auto industry, in solar, in a vacation club. I've owned my own car dealership. I'm an author, and now I own Vetcom. So I just, uh, like you said, jack of all trades, but really at the heart of that engine is solving problems for people and exciting people and changing people's lives. Yeah, very good. And uh, I, I'm assuming like most veterans who um, apply for disability, you did not get 90% initially. I'm actually 100% now, but no, I did I mean, not. I actually, you didn't get 100% initially. No, no. I mean, I when I first got out, I actually got out with nothing. And right. then about 10 years later, I went to the DAV and they ended up getting me 70. And, and I didn't even know that you could get more. I, I just thought that's what it was. And then I used a law firm to get myself to 90. And then I got myself to 100. And no, it's a it's a long road. It's a very adversarial very process. Long. Yeah, it's yeah. Very my hard. dad got out uh, at in World War II. Uh, he got the uh, mainly um, psychological PTSD type uh, yeah. injury. So it was very debilitating for him. Hearing loss, those type of things. And he was out when he got out was 20 percent, and it took about. 30 something years to get to 100%. And so people like to think we take care of our veterans. We certainly have a lot of parades and we go to sporting events and we let them come to the, you know, uh, you know, center field, I mean, out, out on the field and we applaud them and that type of thing. Um, but, you know, it's a pretty mixed record and on their own, it's really daunting. And I know this is one of your life's passions. Oh, yeah, um, for sure. I mean, I think if you look at the country, a lot of the time we're giving veterans lip service, and that's it. You know, thank you for your service. They can't go and monetize a parade into their life. They, they can't go buy groceries with a parade. They can't send their kids to college with a parade or become homeowners with a parade. So, yeah, it's a passion of mine. I mean, I think, you know, we're seeing the deprioritization of veterans now in our country, and it's just sickening to me. Yeah, and by the way, I don't want to be overly cynical. I don't want to just be you know, uh, uh, mistreat our government's treatment, you know, to an extreme. But, you know, you and I both know that so much of these parades and so much of this honoring at the sporting event, all of this fine and good, are also done as a form of recruiting tools. 
you know, they they go to a football game or a baseball game, game they put them on the field and like, wow, they're like they're like athletes. They're like superstars. I may not be able yeah. to be a pro baseball player, but I could join the military. And, uh, you know, it's a phenomenal recruiting uh, tool, especially at a time where recruiting is really difficult for all the branches of the military these days and have been now for a number of years. Oh, yeah. I mean, I've been all over the news about our recruiting crisis. I mean, the Marine Corps doesn't have a recruiting crisis, <laughs> but all the other services do. And, I mean, I think, you know, that's the one service that held to their esprit de corps. But, you know, I just think we, there's a lot more that we can do for veterans if we really made a focus on it. You know, the amount of homeless veterans we're seeing in the country, no one's doing much about that. And there's very simple reasons why we're seeing the rise. And someone's got to take that issue by the reins and, and go and tackle it. And that's what I'm hoping to do, not only with VetCon, but also, you know, I'm running for Congress. And my hope mm-hmm. is that I can help um, cut out some of the bureaucracy and the adversarial process for veterans. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And uh, people accidentally, as you even pointed out, you know, find out they get it, can get uh, into uh, this program, that they can get disability. It, it, it's not like it's their... Uh, um, thing they want to promote, <laughs> you know. They, 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 uh, it, it's really quite sad how how it's done. See what my dad went through uh, was really uh, very telling. To be perfectly honest with you, tell me, yeah, tell I mean, me a little bit about um, you know other things you're involved and have been involved in that, that are still current. You have an incredible track record, as I mentioned, um, spanning several years. Uh, but now you're running for Congress, but you've also yeah. been an author. Talk a little bit about your books. Yeah, I've written uh, different kinds of books. You know, one was a Christian fiction book called Guardians. My most recent book is called The Race to Save America, and I'm uh, a solution provider. That's how my brain works. So I see a problem, I, I think on it a long time, I get counsel, I come up with solutions. And so it's a problem-solution book, kind of a roadmap to get the country back on track, get our country prosperous again and safe. And, you know, authorship is a good thing for me. It helps me get all my ideas, you know, into a book where other people can also enjoy them. But I think more than that, it provides you a good speaking platform. And people are very clear on what you stand for when you pin it down to paper. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. That's, uh, there's no doubt about that. I've, I've written a few books over the years, and it's uh, beneficial, uh, obviously, to the reader, or, or you wouldn't write it, uh, but also to the person who does the writing really provides a level of clarity that, that really can only come through sorting through it, writing through it, and getting it on paper, as you put it so well. Um, talk about your activities. Obviously, you've got this, this group where, where that's helping veterans um, get the disability uh, that they de- deserve. Um, but you have other entrepreneurial-type efforts, including a, a, a program of your own that interviews veterans and showcases them. Talk a little bit about that. Yeah, I started in this last year in May, starting to try to tackle the veteran homeless issue. And so I started to go out into the community, not just in San Diego, but in Oceanside. I've I've been up to the Tenderloin. I've been all over to go and examine why the homeless issue, but really why the veteran homeless issue has not been solved yet. And in speaking to I've probably spoken to a couple hundred homeless veterans and about a thousand uh, homeless people. And it's just something that got put on my heart. And, you know, we've we've bought an RV for a guy, taken him completely off the street. 
we formed a charity called House the Heroes. You can find it at housetheheroes.org where we partner with transitionary housing for veterans and we get them all in a room, 20 to 50 of them, and we make their claims, get them prepared for that adversarial process with the VA and get them paid because that's, they need money. You know, if I can help them get two to $4,000 a month for the rest of their life, certainly that would go miles toward them having traction enough to not be homeless. So these are big things that we work on. You know, our company, we, we do well. We have a lot of traction right now, and we want to put that back into the universe and, and not just help veterans, but make sure we're helping them wherever they are, even if they're on the street. Yeah, that makes perfect sense, perfect sense. And uh, so you, you have a media campaign going on. Uh, and in fact, uh, the, the team that set this up are, are people we work with all the time, and they have a great focus on very worthy, very important uh, type uh, campaigns like yours. Talk about what the overriding objective here is, you know, for, for the campaign. Obviously, to create awareness uh, of what you're doing, but what did you have in mind when you decided to do this campaign? Well, two things, you know, one to elevate the visibility, certainly of our public company, um, so people can understand we're another um, a choice for veterans. You know, if you're a, a veteran out there and you're not collecting your funds or not collecting enough, no one's going to do it faster, uh, easier, and for more money into your pocket than, than we are. We really truncate the process. That's one part of it. But the other part of it is I speak a lot, and our company is very vocal about what's going on. Uh, with veterans at the VA, with the Veteran Health Administration. And this particular campaign that you're speaking to, we highlighted the rise in veteran homelessness. Um, you know, it, it said that it, it rose 7%, but it didn't. It really rose 17 to 18% because it didn't go down, because it was going down by 10%. So not only did it not go down, it went up by 7%. And there's very clear reasons why it's going up. The VA HUD bash program is reallocated you know, to migrants, there's just not the the country's attention is not on veterans right now, and those resources are not being allocated accordingly. And we wanted to make sure that this didn't fall silent, and you know, we don't want uh, the veterans to go quietly into the night. And so we were willing to put you know financial resources behind this project. Yeah, and the reality is, is that so many of them have a lot of needs that uh, need to be addressed. I, I really think that it needs to become more automatic and more routine uh, for veterans, almost like a presumption that they need mental health adjusting after they've been in the military, even if they didn't see combat, uh, just by the nature of the work they do. And uh, instead, it's still, it's very resistant, and there isn't a lot of help unless they're really, really showing obvious signs of struggling. That makes zero sense to me. Yeah, it's, it's interesting. You know, I was actually, as I said, you know, I was assaulted, um, and that gives you kind of your own sort of, you know, mental health challenges. Um, but a lot of veterans, it's not necessarily that they have um, depression or traditional PTSD or MST. A lot of them have anxiety. Massive yes. anxiety because they're uh, at the constant state already all the time. It's like, go, 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 go. And the second they get released out into the wild, you know, back into their civilian life, their life isn't go, 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 go. And then they start to lack purpose and, you know, they get into a silo and it creates a lot of problems. That's that's actually why our company decided to become a skill bridge company. We wanted people exiting the service to be able to find us work for us while they're still in the service and then seamlessly transition into their civilian life with no uh, downtime where they could get, you know, scared, get lost, get homeless. 
um, get this anxiety and depression going. We wanted to cut it off before it got there. And I would challenge more companies to become skill bridge companies. And if you need help doing it, we'd love to show you how <laughs> because it's a big service you can give to these active duty service members on their route to becoming veterans. Right. It's really more like an ounce of prevention being better than a pound of cure. Uh, by the well, time yeah, the, I'd love to stop them first. Yeah. Yeah. Wait, wait, get involved is a small issue. And again, uh, having seen a lot of people who've gone through the military in my family, I didn't make that choice, frankly, between you and me, one of the reasons why, is seeing what my family members went through. Um, yeah. I, uh, I just really think that it would make a lot of sense uh, to have an assumption there at the time of military service that you make a transition period out before they actually leave to make sure they're okay rather than assuming yeah. they are. And yeah, we, we pretend uh, like I think that alone would not. save, I think that would save the uh, government and, if it's sort of, and, of course, society. Who knows how much money uh, if they took those steps? Nothing that mentioned the fact that we have a lot happier veterans. It would save the country billions, I can tell you, <laughs> billions of yeah. dollars because the number one thing that people are getting paid for in their benefit set is their mental health. I mean, it ends up making more than half of their way to 100%. Like to give you an idea, in San Diego County every year, veterans who don't don't make claims, like all that money gets kept by the VA, is four to six billion a year just in our county. So there's a lot of, of money at stake, which is, you know, one reason the VA doesn't want to advertise the help because they don't want to pay the money. Yeah. <laughs> they don't want to spend that money. They want to spend it on approach. other things. Yeah, they do more of a, a preventive approach, a uh, a more take offense rather than just defense after the fact. Uh, they'd be saving a lot of money and have a lot more mental uh, health uh, positive outcomes. The website uh, for our guest today is vetcom. That's v e t c o n m dot u s. Vetcom dot u s. Our guest today, Kate Monroe. Thanks so much for being with us today. It was great. Yeah, thanks for, you know, having me on. I always appreciate getting the visibility, and I would tell any veteran out there, if you're not collecting what you should be, we're going to give you 15 minutes of our time free to tell you exactly how much you are owed. So find us at vetcom.us, and I appreciate your service. Yeah, absolutely. I'm Kevin Price. This is the nationally syndicated Price of Business. Stay tuned for more after this. <laughs> 